I want to take just a moment. If you've come in here tonight, and, and I want to talk to you, uh, especially if you're not a Christian tonight, you've come in, maybe you're visiting from out of town, uh, or maybe it's been a while, uh, maybe you were raised in church, and it's, you're in New York, or you just felt you needed to come tonight. I want to talk to you. And I also want to talk to those of you who love to wear the label Christian, but uh, you're not actually living that life. Because real belief is you believe the whole package. You don't have just a head knowledge and you can't just say, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, but stand at a distance and, and not really fully give him your heart and your life. As we close out 2018, and this is the last opportunity we're going to have before we ring in the new year with a prayer meeting, I feel that we can be honest, right? Can we be honest, a bit authentic tonight? And I want to contrast two stories. As a Christian church, we go to the Bible. But there's two stories that I want to contrast tonight. I want to, I want to ask you a question. I want to leave it to you. Because I don't want to sit here and just persuade you about Jesus. I don't want to try and sell you about Jesus. You get that enough. People are always trying to sell you and market things to you. But I don't have to do that because Jesus is real. And the choice is yours. The choice is yours. But there's two particular stories. The first one's in the Gospel of Mark. And it's about a demon-possessed boy. And Jesus comes into his disciples. I'm going to paraphrase for time's sake. He comes into his disciples. Uh, he comes into a crowd. And his disciples, religious leaders, a crowd, they're all arguing. And Jesus comes up and he says, what's the arguing about? What's going on? Now he's Jesus. He knows. But he wants to find out what they're going to say. And one of the men in the crowd spoke up and he says, I brought my son to you so you can heal him. He's possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. Whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. So this man brought all of his, his biggest problem at the time, which was a demon-possessed son, to Jesus. I brought him to you, and I asked your disciples, I asked, I asked the people who spend time with you, but they couldn't do it. And Jesus looks at them, and he says, how, how long? He was very disappointed. He was disappointed that all of these people, including his disciples, were arguing over this demon-possessed boy. Now, here's the boy. He's with the demon, and all of these people over here arguing. Sometimes we get so stuck in what we're doing, we forget the real root of why, why we're even dealing with it. This, there's a demon-possessed boy. Can, can we work for him? Can we do something? But we're arguing over it. So Jesus looks at him. He says, bring the boy to me. And when the, the evil is faced with the light of Christ, the boy begins to convulse and goes to the ground. And Jesus looks at the boy's father and says, how long has this been happening? Basically, how long have you been allowing this to go on? How long in your life are you staring at the mountain? How long in your life are you willing to stand on the edge how long are you willing to let society and the world tell you what to do and, and tell you your future and give you a hope for 2019 that if it's not rooted in Jesus, it's just false? How long has this been happening? He asked the boy's father. And the father says, since he was a little boy, the spirit throws him into the fire and the water, tries to kill him. That's what will happen in your life. The things in your life, the sin in your life will try to devour you. It'll take you to the depths. It'll bring you to the fire and it will try to kill you. 
But there's something that the father says, and, and this kind of strikes me, and this is where I'm going to contrast it with another story. He looks at Jesus, and he says, have mercy on us, help us if you can. And there's a lot of us who do that. We try to live life, we do what we want to do, but then when uh, things get a little rough, we look at God and say, uh, if you can do something about this, you could help a little bit, I'd appreciate it. Life's not going the way I thought it would. I, I have it normally, but this one's, a, this one's a bit much, so if you can. Now, I love Jesus' response. He's not as sarcastic as I would have been, but... <laughs> The Bible says, Jesus asked him, what do you mean, if I can? Now, if that was me, I'd be like, what do you mean, if I can? Put a little attitude in there. But I think Jesus was more taken back at the fact that have mercy on us, help us if you can. And he says, what do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if you believe. Now, hold on a moment. In in that instant, something must have hit the father because he cried out and says, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Well, how can you believe and unbelieve at the same time? It's funny, right? How can you believe and unbelieve at the same time? You know why? Because people like to believe with their head. They like to reason it out. They like to think about God, think about Jesus. He's moral. He's good. I like it. I love going to church. I, I, I like the whole thing. But I don't really fully believe in the whole package. Because to believe, you have to believe in it all. You don't get to believe in part of it. You don't get to pick and choose. And to believe means you put your whole self into it. Your whole life into it. You can believe in marriage, but until you get married and immerse yourself into it, it's a different story. You can believe in the institution of this, but until you become a part of it and immerse yourself in it, it's a different story. And it leaves you begging the question, well, if you can. Now, of course, Jesus, having compassion, cast the demon out of the boy. As a matter of fact, he said, listen here, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and to speak, because that's what the world will do. It will blind you and it will make you deaf. To the call of Christ. It'll make you deaf to that loving call that comes from the Holy Spirit. Many of you drown that out. You drown it out in whatever sorrow, drugs, alcohol, gossip, sleeping around, whatever. You drown out that voice, that sweet, tender voice of God that says, I made you for a greater purpose. I want you. I want you to have a relationship with me. You drown it out because you let the evil of your sin control you. And Jesus is trying to tell, tell the evil, trying to tell you the sin that lives within you, come out. That's what he told, come out and never enter again. And he did that on the cross. The boy looked like he was left for dead, but Jesus picked him up by the hand. Sin will leave you looking dead, but Jesus stretches out his hand, the same nail-scarred hand, to pick you up. So if you can, my question to you is, can you believe? Don't ask Jesus if he can, because he can. He can do way more than we ever think or imagine. My question is to you, to you, can you? 
Can you believe? Can you give your whole heart? Can you immerse yourself and your life into 2019? I mean, into Jesus for 2019. You don't have to put a hope in something else. Listen, for years, I've been hoping I would lose weight. Why are you laughing? Doesn't always work. For years, I start the year off hoping this, hoping that. It doesn't always work. But I remember 18 years ago, sometime in the holiday season, I put my hope in something else. That sticks. A life with Jesus sticks. Doesn't matter what I want to do, I know He can. And over 18 years, I've seen that. Now, I want to contrast it for a moment with another story found in Luke 5. In Luke 5, there's a man with leprosy. Jesus is going through one of the villages and he comes across this man with leprosy. Society had cast him out. As you know, leprosy was one of those diseases. Not only was it contagious, so nobody wanted to get it, but you were literally thrown out. You had to walk around yelling out that you had leprosy. As if people couldn't see it, you had to yell it out so they wouldn't come near you. Society had cast him aside. When the man saw Jesus... He bows his face to the ground and he looks to Jesus and he says, Lord, if you are willing, can you heal me and make me clean? He knows Jesus can, but he wants to know, will Jesus do that? Society has abandoned him. Society has cast him out. Society says you're not worth anything. You're worthless. If he would have went and killed himself, society would not have cared. Some people feel that in all of this that we have, there's so much uh, news media and they're screaming opinions at you. There's social media and it's taking up your time that your phone has to tell you how much time you're spending on it. So much is after you that you may feel marginalized. You may feel put to the side and all you can get out is, Jesus, are you willing? Now, Jesus' response was different to him. He reached out and he touched the man. I don't know how long that man had leprosy, but the Bible says it was advanced. He could have had it for a long time. He probably had not had someone touch him in years. But Jesus reached out and touched him. Doesn't say this in the Bible, but I bet you anything, he wrapped his arms around him. And he says, I am willing, be healed. He let that man know how much he was loved. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Will you let Jesus touch you? Will you let Jesus fully take the reins of your life? And no matter what society says, no matter how your marriage feels broken, no matter how you feel that you can't make it another day, because of a doctor, reporter, or you don't have a job, no matter the situation or the circumstance, will you let Jesus reach out and touch you? Will you let Jesus let you know that he is willing and able, abundantly above all that you could ever imagine? 
It's very simple tonight. I don't have a long speech prepared. I just want to ask you that question. Are you in the boat? Maybe you've never, ever come to Jesus. The year is closing. Are you going to wait until next year? Oh, I'll I'll get it done in the future. I, I need time to get this together. Jesus isn't waiting for you to get it together. None of us have it together. Newsflash. We're always going to deal with things in life. We're always going to go through something. But are you going to let Jesus show you the love and the compassion and the mercy and the reason? The reason we even celebrate this holiday season. He wasn't born so you could have a cute story. He didn't die so you could have a dramatic story. He did it because he loved you. So if you're sitting here today and you're saying, I believe with my mind. Cry out and say, God, help my unbelief. You know, you can be brain dead. You can get an accident and be brain dead. But if your heart stops pumping, stops pumping, you're done. Spiritually speaking, it's the same. If you move with just your brain, but the heart isn't fully engaged in the truth. You're dead. So rather than asking Jesus, can you? He can. Rather than asking him, will you? He will. I want to ask you, can you lay aside your pride? Can you lay aside the fear? Can you lay aside the insecurity? Can you lay aside the voices around you? Can you lay that aside and go beyond a head knowledge and immerse yourself in this mighty, wonderful Jesus? Will you let him touch that deepest, darkest part of your life that no one knows about? The hurt, the pain? Will you let him wrap his arms around you and show you how much he loves you? Maybe you have been abused. Maybe you've tried this before. Stop trying and release yourself. Jesus will never hurt you. Bible says he'll never forsake you or leave you. He will never leave you hanging. You have those friends make plans and don't show up. That's not Jesus. You won't get a last minute text from him saying, oh, sorry, just couldn't make it. Just couldn't go this far. That's not the Jesus we serve. And if you in 2018 still pondering the questions, you don't know what 2019 will hold. And that's a scary thought. But if you in 2018 fully given, fully surrendered to Jesus Christ, 2019 will be an absolutely amazing year for you. It will be a year like you have never experienced before. I want to give you an opportunity to close out this year. Maybe give yourself the greatest gift you could have gotten for Christmas. 
make the greatest decision of your life. Open your heart to something that maybe you didn't think was ever going to happen or didn't know how it could happen. Today can be your day. Today can be your day. If you're not a Christian here today, give your heart to Jesus. I can't say it more plain than that. Give your heart to him. Open the door and let him come in. And if you've been on the fence for a while, get off. The fence will rot out from underneath you. Give your heart to Jesus. Can you? Will you? I'm going to ask you to do something bold. And I'm going to ask you to come down front so we can pray with you. Why I'm asking you to do that, we're not trying to put you on display. I don't want to count you so that I can go back and tell people how many people came to the front. What I'm asking you to do is something that Jesus did publicly. He went to a cross. People go out to Times Square and publicly they make fools of themselves to watch a crystal ball drop. Right? But then when it comes to things that matter, we want to get all shy and we want to draw back. Don't let that be you today. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to come down front so we can pray with you. So that publicly you can make that declaration that says, I want Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, we give you our hearts. We don't want to just give you our minds, but we want to give you our hearts, oh God. Lord, we want to give you our souls. We want to live an eternity with you. We want to have this relationship, God, with an eternal hope, knowing that our soul will live on with you. But God, we're asking tonight, for all of us here tonight, God, that you would touch us. God, that you would help us to lay the questions to rest and find that solid answer in Jesus Christ. Find that answer in our hope in you, oh God. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here at this altar, those that have come forward. God, if this is their first time coming forward, Lord, I'm asking that you would make yourself real to them. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them. Speak to them, oh God, I pray. Speak to them when they leave this church and they get home tonight. Speak to them, oh God. For those that may have been away from you, oh Lord. Maybe they were raised in church and they're coming back now, oh God. Show them that a relationship is with you. It's with you. It's, it's founded in you. It's not in our religious duties, but it's in our heart fully devoted to you. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for 2018 and we look forward to 2019. We look forward to you moving the mountains. We look forward to seeing your faithful hand in our lives, oh God. We look forward, oh God, with an expectant hope and a joy, a peace that passes all understanding. Jesus, we praise you. We praise you. If you're here, Jesus loves you. 